Yo, 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 that's my cue. Welcome to the Clay Band Podcast. This is episode 12. Hope you're having a great week. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you finding a way to listen. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. start with news and science okay and let's just talk about what's going on with nasa and jeff and elon what is going on well jeff uh, as you know sued nasa uh saying that nasa chose elon over him in the new uh contract for the lunar landing module uh some somewhat over oh it looks like it's a three billion dollar project is that right no it can't be that much i think it was more like one i oh the suit was about three million i think this is about a two million dollar project they basically didn't even have enough money to bring on one contractor is what nasa said so we couldn't do two Mm -hmm. apologies mr basis mr basis sued uh and the u.s government sided with elon as you know yeah and on that note you know they you said they only had budget for a couple of billion dollars. You know, all this cost cutting at NASA and the privatization of the space industry, NASA sure is throwing a whole lot of money around at uh, yeah, billions at uh, these private business. I, I'd hardly call that privatization. I just call it um, monetization by these private companies that say, okay, well, you want to scrap your shuttle program? Yeah, we'll invent our own, and then, and then you could just pay us to execute your missions for you. Yeah, exactly. And this uh, this lunar landing module that we're talking about uh, has uh, ties in with the uh, trips to the moon that we're going to make the Artemis mission uh, to put a person of color and a woman on the moon by 2024, which today. It was announced that that is now pushed back to 2025. One, two, three, four. Ooh, sports opinions. You know we got ooh, sports opinions straight out of the air. I saw that the CFP came out. It was it any different? Oh yeah, it is different. Then last week, for sure. Well, well I, I think this I, is silly. I guess I'm just still thinking of the top four. The top four hasn't changed, has it? I don't believe so. We still have, I'm just looking at, so Georgia one, Bama two, Oregon three, Ohio State four. Is that, has it changed? I don't know. It's, it doesn't sound like it's changed. But admit was Oregon State in the top four. I can't remember. I don't think so. But <clears throat> yeah, um, it's silly. Michigan's number six. Michigan State is number seven, despite their head-to-head loss at Michigan State. 
I guess it goes to show you if you're Michigan State, you got to learn how to handle success. You can't turn around and lose to Purdue after getting your biggest win of the year. No, you can't expect to be rewarded just just because of one win. Do you ever wonder if, do you ever have to ask yourself if they're the boiler makers or the broiler makers? Uh, I don't just because uh, I'm a big 10 kid. I'm a child of the big 10, you know, Mm -hmm. my dad. So, you know, better is a go golden gopher. And I, I've just grown up with the the big 10. I'm intimately familiar with their mascots and, 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 um, sweeps the rankings with number 11 across the board. Can't crack that top 10 again. I guess, you know, you got to beat Mississippi State if you want to be a top 10 team. Yeah, or beat somebody else from Mississippi. Yeah. Which I feel like we're about to do. I think we're about to do. I just mean, you know, we should have beaten Mississippi State. Politicians, politics, politics. You know, interestingly, what is interestingly, does the bill start to just confuse you after a while? Well, I really don't pay any attention to it, but um, I I thought the build back better is what they were voting on, but it's not. The build back better is just exactly some slogan the so they voted on the infrastructure bill basically infra in infrastructure bill which has kind of very little to do with infrastructure and it's actually i, I mean on its own it's a trillion dollar bill yeah but it's free yeah it's all paid for by tax increases that haven't happened on you yeah <laughs> Elon, well, I mean, you think about Elon could fund about what is it? I mean, twenty-one billion out of a trillion. It's a good start. Two percent. It's 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 better than nothing. If if Jeff would just jump in and yeah, quit buying Jeff and and uh, and the Clippers owner and uh, and Bill and Melinda, they'd all just. Yeah, it's a drop in Do the their part. Drop in the basket. Drop in the basket. <laughs> what movie is that from? That's from the uh, the, the the Dennis Leary um, in the Suicide Kings. Right? Yeah. Give me a dollar, okay? What? You got a van? I got a basket. Give me a dollar. And now, your financial minute with Big Ben Chandler. Let's transition with Elon. Let's transition with Elon. Or we can call him Jed Dredd or whatever you want to call him. I don't care. You can call him whatever you want. All I know is that my Tesla stock is worth 12% less today than it was yesterday. <laughs> now, do you think it's going to actually go up, though, because of this? Um, because of because Twitter? Of, well, just because it... well. Because of him uh, talking about Tesla so much, even though he's going to sell his stock. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if you read that article I sent you, um, but basically the argument is that he, 
he was about to be on the hook for this uh, large tax that's coming through anyway. Yeah. And this yeah. is his way of kind of like uh, promoting it almost. Okay. But this is undoubtedly the catalyst for the uh, free fall in Tesla stock price. It's his pledge to uh, on Twitter to sell 21 billion or you would don't know an exact dollar figure, but 10% of his uh, Tesla fortune, you know, it's just Elon being Elon and just uh, toying with the, the market and uh, using the. Did you say, so how much, how much money if he sells 10% is that worth? Well, you know, it's hard to say as of the, the time of his announcement, it was 21 billion. Of course, now it's somewhat less because to the best of my knowledge, he hasn't sold any and the stock price has dropped. Here we are again, talking about the thing we like to do. Oh, that's right. Talking about the things we like to do. the space station that everybody's been flying to. Did you know that last time we were together, there was a space launch. This time we missed it by a day because everybody landed yesterday, right? I don't know. Yeah, so they landed yesterday. They've been in space 200 days. Um, wow. Yeah, it's a long time, huh? <sighs> How about they missed their wives? I bet they did too. They were 250 miles above Earth on the space station. How about they missed the earth below, too? I bet so. They turned into pairs up there. Can you take me higher? Uh, yeah. And, Did, you yeah. saw that photo I sent you of Aaron Rodgers looking like uh, Scott Stapp? Old Scott. You know, that's that's not very flattering to Scott, you know, to say, hey, Scott, you look like Aaron Rodgers with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably a compliment, though, these days for Scott. Yeah, probably so. Is he still alive? I, I don't know or really I think care. He is. I think he is. I think we might have seen a resurgence from Creed if he weren't. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, he's, um, he's around the age, though, where those guys, you start reading, reading about them in the news. Yeah, for all the wrong reasons. I don't, I just don't think he has to settle a goddamn score. I want to throw a curveball here. Can I put you on the hot seat briefly? Bring it on. So who is your favorite comedic actor of the 90s? Uh, Chris Farley. Okay. One who actually lived through the 90s. Oh, one who lived through the 90s. Yeah. And is still alive today. 
I mean, can I can I say Jim Carrey? You can. I was yeah. hoping you would. Yeah, I'll have to definitely say Jim. Okay. Um, do you know what his first movie role was and what year? He was he a vampire? He was, but that wasn't his first role. Oh, okay. Okay. Let's it was see. a made-for-TV movie that you probably haven't seen. I haven't seen I, it. I'm, sh- I'm sure I haven't. Uh, let me start with the year first. If you, you said 90s, so I'm going to guess it's like 90. Well, okay. It's 80s, right? It was 80s. the 80s. Okay. Yeah. It was a made-for-TV movie. You know how they used to make those, uh, you know. Today's special. After-school specials or primetime ABC's Night at the Movies. Which now? What was it? It was Rubber Face <laughs> in nineteen eighty one. Was that like the um, the prequel to The Mask? It could have been. He was nineteen years old, so I don't know how he was even discovered then. But um, that was his first credit, and uh, this I also found interesting because um, he was. I, I don't know. I, I guess he was uh, he'd made a name for himself because in 1983, he actually dated a Grammy, a multi Grammy award winning uh, recording artist who was six, sorry, 15 years older than him. And that was in, in what year? In 1983. 83. Huh. Can, you, can you name that singer? Cindy Lauper. Well, that's a good guess. How about Debbie Gibson? Hey, I wait all of my life for you. Now you're here. I mean, that was happen waiting. No, I don't know. <laughs> well, that was her duet with Aaron Neville. It was Linda Ronstadt. Oh, well, of course I know Lyndon. Of course I know Ev- ne- uh, Aaron Neville. I've seen him sing live. I don't know much. Ooh, I know. It's never easy when the episode ends. But we appreciate you joining us for another episode of the Clay Bam Podcast. Appreciate you finding a way to listen. Hope you have a good week.